All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you see Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. At arm's Get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks 
at Zephyr Epic. Use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, at ZephyrEpic.com. Get you $5 off your order. Free shipping anywhere in Canada on any order over $50. Go check them out on all platforms. Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic.com. Check them out on Twitch. A lot of, lot of different stuff going on at Zephyr Epic. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place fresh from vacation, Chris Faber. Chris, Tell us about your endeavors in Nanaimo. Well, I'm I'm feeling good, man. I had a really good uh, good vacation time, good solid like two weeks of of enjoying sports, not having to do a lot of content. I think I wrote a couple articles. I recorded one podcast with you, which by the way was hilarious to watch. If somebody would have seen how I was recording that one, because we recorded Friday night, our last show that we did. Um, then the audio was lost somehow. I'm using my old laptop over there. Bad setup, didn't work. So the next morning. I go to a pool party that night, and I come up the next morning, and I'm not feeling great. I recorded that whole podcast laying on my stomach on the bed with the microphone right in front of me. Wow. So hopefully it was okay. I, I listened back, and I sounded not super hungover, but it was funny because, like, the first half of that episode, I was, like, drinking squish. I was, like, getting going. I was getting ready for the pool party, and then the second half of the episode is me, like, the morning after, so it was not a great uh, great time. Had but, a couple technical difficulties. It's nice to be back in the studio, I must say. It back is. together. It's hot. Oh, uh, it's hot, but it's it's good to be back here and not having any sort of technical difficulties. That's a uh, that pretty underrated aspect of all this. It really is, and that, that was the hardest part about the vacation was, like, those two or three days where it was like yeah. 37, 38, 39, whatever it was, whatever 42. your car was telling 42 you. 42 here. 42? Yeah. Well, whatever it, it hit. It that hot there too, right? I mean, it was hot over there. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it got past 40, but like on my vacation, there was those three days where like I just did, I didn't want to leave the house. I had AC in there. I was on vacation. I just sat around and watched sports. I sat around and watched sports, ignored the Twitter drama that was going on in Connects Twitter and just watch sports, man. I watched baseball. I watched, uh, like I said, the hot dog eating contest. Very nice. Spent a lot of time watching some Euros, too, which I don't like, but, like, you know, just, just wasting the days away. You're an on honorary vacation. Italian. I'm cheering for Italy 100%. Yeah, I told yeah. you no, no down yeah. there uh, that, that I'm rooting for Italy. And now they're in the final. Big yeah. day for, for the Quadrelli family. Big day for me, my nonno, and you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. Happy, happy to be a part of it. We're that. recording this while England and Denmark are playing, by the way. Which I don't care about at all. You should. We're hoping Denmark wins. We want Denmark like we to are win? Very, and, you know, Luke, the bartender, friend of the show, is uh, definitely listening to this. And, I want uh, England to win, I think. Do you? I want Italy to beat England in the final. I want, okay, I want Italy to win in the final. Yeah. They have a better chance of winning against Denmark than they okay. do England. Like, England's a very good team, dude. Man, I'll tell you, I was, this is crazy. I got into some advanced statistics on the, in soccer while I was on vacation and man. Hot start to the Canucks conversation what, podcast. Yeah, yeah. England does what, a lot of their advanced uh, analytics that I was reading. They're, they're not a very good team. They've just scored at the right time. Wow. And, uh, they're like one of the worst teams at getting shots on net. A lot of things. I'm, I'm not sure if all this is accurate, but I remember. But we also some, don't really know how much analytics actually matter. In and soccer. also, I don't really care either. Yeah. <laughs> Let's but go Italy. We'll leave it at that. I'm cheering for Italy, man. We can make, uh, if Italy wins, we'll make those those meatballs that we talked about on the Patreon. Yes. Celebratory meatballs. Yes. We did just talk on the Patreon. We put out an episode before this, before we started recording. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and $10 tier gets you all of the bonus content. We talked extensively about your vacation. We'll save that. Leave it there so people can go listen to that. But... We should talk about the Canucks because while you well, were away... Well, we're on the Patreon. Let's talk about what we're going to do this month. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. So what we're going to do for the month of July, because a lot of people, some people are, you know, on the fence. Do I want to sign up for the Patreon? Do I not want to sign up for the Patreon? 
Well, we're going to do a giveaway this month. We already have one person who's who's entered. To push new, you over the new fence. Patreon, we're Sterling Wilson. Him. Yes. Uh, he has joined the Patreon, so he's entered into the contest. Whoever signs up for the Patreon in the month of July will be entered for a nice little prize package that's gonna that we're going to put together. It's going to include some T-shirts, some hockey cards, some other fun stuff, uh, some stickers, some other Canucks combo stuff. We'll put them all in there for a nice little giveaway package for somebody. So we got one entrance right now with yeah, Sterling. Sterling He's Wilson. looking good. He's hoping no one else signs yeah. up. But here with the with the price of gas that's going up right now, we gotta we gotta get a couple more Patreon. The Patreon, yeah, and you can listen to the Patreon. Tell a story about I got punched in the face on the last day in Nanaimo. Yeah, that wow, that was bizarre. You don't have to tell that story. Keep it. It was a long story. It was a long story. It's on the Patreon Patreon dot com slash Canucks Convo. Come sign up. You get it. We're doing shows every single week. We took last week off. Yeah, it's all non hockey talk. It's Faber and Quad shoot the bleep. We just talk about everything going on other than hockey. It's it's a lot of fun. We we really enjoy them. Um. So yeah, hopefully this pushes you over the fence. Speaking of getting pushed over the fence, have you seen that video of that girl pushing the bear? on the fence like yep. oh my gosh so for those that haven't seen before it, i even went on vacation yeah it was it was yeah but for those that haven't seen it mama bear with her cubs walking on this girl i think in california's fence and her dogs like she has three dogs go running out after it and the smallest dog gets too close to it and the, the bear just like picks up the dog with its paw mm-hmm. right and like starts picking it up this girl comes running out in like a sundress like not in any sort of bear fighting equipment and she just pushes the bear. Yeah. Like, the bear's on the fence, and she pushes it. Bold. And the, Yeah. And this, like, huge bear falls and, like, tries to scramble and try and figure out what just happened. <laughs> it reminded me of that video of that guy that punched the kangaroo. Oh, that's a good video. Yeah, and the kangaroo you know is just, like, heard? stunned. I've heard that, and maybe this isn't 100% correct, but I think I've heard this around the rugby club. So I feel like it's pretty, it's a good source for Australians. But Australians, like, think that bears are pretty scary animals. Because they... You know, like, I think a lot of stuff in Australia is scary animals. All the poisonous snakes spiders. and spiders and oh. all that stuff. Heck, even kangaroos is one of the jacked up ones. No, I'm, not, I'm not dealing but with But what kangaroos. I've heard is, like, Australians are pretty freaked out of bears, like, for an animal. And Australians don't seem like they're afraid of a lot of things. We have some Australian listeners. Maybe reply to yeah. us. Brad Kramer. Are bears, are bears scary? Because here, people, like you said, that lady, she went up and pushed it. I saw a video the other day of some guy just taking a selfie. He's like, I'm out here reading a book, and a bear just walks by is on his deck. Well, he's on the deck sitting down. I must have been from Port. And a Quitlam. couple of the Cubs walk on and like, yeah. that's when you're in trouble, I think, right? When the Cubs are around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I, I want to get some clarification from our Australian listeners. Yeah. I, well, top, I one of the top bears. Canucks hockey podcasts in Australia. Yeah. One of the top hockey podcasts in Australia on the charts, actually. Fantastic. Shout out Australia. Yeah. Shout out Australia. That was Tell one us of the why last you're... places uh, my girlfriend went on vacation before the pandemic. Really? She went to Australia. Wow. I have, I have family there. there. Yeah. I don't think they listen to the podcast, but uh, yeah, you got family out there. The funny thing about the family that we have in Australia, so... Are they my, Italian? Okay, so listen to this. So my great-grandpa, who was Italian, um, he migrated to Canada, and then his brother went to Australia. In Australia, Italians were like, not I don't want to use the word discriminated against, but they, were, they weren't like very popular in Australia. So they dropped They're very the, popular over here. They dropped the I from Quadrelli and they changed their last name to Quadril and just assimilated. And huh. now I've met my my uncle whose last name is Quadril and he's so Australian. Like you would not know that he has Italian ancestry at all. It's huh. crazy. Interesting. Yes. That's strange. But they might but he moved from Italy. Yeah, Italy to Australia. Italy Australia. Quadril. Changed it from uh. Quadrelli to Quadril. 
Hmm. Quadril, you that there's yeah. no trace of that being an Italian. Crazy last name. how less Italian that is. Than yeah, Quadrilli. just, just one one letter off. If you put the I there, it's like the most Italian thing you've what ever was heard. Up with the Italian guy in the so the it was a semifinal game of the Euros. That Italian guy, he was rubbing the guy. He was smacking up Jordi Alba. He was he looked like he was annoying. Oh, Chiellini. Yeah, yeah. So. He's uh, he's Italy's drunk uncle. He's the best. He's saw, he's great. Yeah. He, that guy's almost forty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We got to stop talking about soccer. He's okay, a defender. Yeah. He's a defender. Okay, he's played enough. a long time. Let's go to Canuck stuff. We have, we have a lot to talk about with Canuck stuff. Yes. We, we do Where have do a lot to, to talk There's about. There's a lot. Okay. We'll start at Nate Schmidt because okay. this is kind of, you know, when it was coming out, we can't say too much and everything's going on with, uh, you know, people being like, okay, like this is just rumors. Uh, well, Elliot Friedman's now talking about it. And I'm sorry, but if you're still on the side of, uh, oh, it's just the bloggers talking about this, I'm sorry. You're just wrong. Like, the interesting thing about how Friedman said it was like the day after the season ended, he was about to report something. That's what he said. Yeah. But then he heard that there was going to be the exit meeting with Schmidt, and that was the only thing that held him back yeah. from reporting it. Yeah. But sorry, continue on. To, to remind everybody. No, no, you're right. To remind everybody from what, you, what you're saying. Nate Schmidt never did an end of season media availability. He couldn't. He couldn't. Like I confirmed this with with the Canucks. Nate Schmidt was gone the next morning. He left early in the morning, the next morning after the season ended. He didn't stick around, didn't uh, didn't want to do his... Well, actually, I, I haven't confirmed if he didn't want to do it. I just know that he yeah. didn't do it. I shouldn't say he didn't want to do it. But yes, he was gone early the next morning. It wasn't like he stuck around in Vancouver and just didn't do the... End of season media availability. He was just gone the next morning. So Yeah, and the big thing is we heard the same thing about JT Miller. Yeah, that His camp shut that down real quick. Yeah. You know, that's what Elliot Freeman said. With he Miller, talked to Miller. He just he just needed a reset, I think. Like yeah. it's a grueling season, man. Like and and i I want to bring up something around the league that we heard, but Patrick Line, when he was asked about the World Hockey Championship, he just said, I can't even think about hockey. Like I can't yeah. even think about playing a hockey game right now. Like I I'm it's like, you know, the season that these guys just went through, and yeah, I know, million dollar athlete playing a kid's game, I get it. I get all that. But man, Compare that to what they're used to and what a mentally draining season that is. And for a guy like JT Miller, what, three two-week quarantines the guy had to go through? Yeah. Or I guess one of them was only one week and then he joined the team at the start of the year. But, man. But then having the but then, thing kind of cut him yeah. down, then I'm sure when the outbreak happened, he's yep. cut down. So, yeah, probably three. So, comes to training camp, quarantines for two weeks by law, right? Mm-hmm. No problem there. Starts, gets gets ready for the season, then has to take a week off. Then has to find try and find his legs under him once he starts the season a week later than everybody else. Right? Canucks are skidding. He's not finding success right away. The top line couldn't get it done at the start right. of the year. Then all of a sudden, he loses his his line mate in Elias Pettersson. Now he's giving, given pretty crappy line mates. I think we can say that. Yeah. Given pretty crappy line mates, has to play this season. And you just see it in his body language. Like people are like, oh, he's not a leader. It's like, man, that is a tough situation for him to be in. And he and didn't then, hide it. That's the thing. Exactly. A lot of these players, and Nate Schmidt might be an example of it. Maybe yeah. he was hiding it a lot better than JT yeah. Miller because he wasn't swearing in an empty arena where everyone was picking it up. Yeah. Wasn't slashing a stick. Nate Schmidt's a pretty positive guy, it seems like. It's just. I think about where he's in in his career, the contract that he's at yep. right now, the teams that he played on before, Washington seeing Capitals. Tampa. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Miller seeing Tampa oh, no. like win the yeah. cup without no, with him With Schmidt, stuff. I mean, Schmidt goes from the Capitals yeah. to the Knights to the Canucks. 
and has that year last year during a pandemic where he can't go out with everyone. He can't, yeah. you know, see the city for what it really is. He can't have those positive interactions with fans and stuff and things that, you know, keep players going. And yeah, I just, I, I think it's, it's tough. And I wonder, like, I know that there's rumors out there and, and the, the reason I think a lot of the rumors are out there is just because no one from Schmidt's camp has came and shut it down. Yes. Like JT Miller did, right? Yeah. So that's what I I don't think that their conversations are like ongoing and continuing and there's a trade that's needing to be done. I just think that the reason this rumor is kind of going a little bit wild is because there hasn't been anything that's been, you know, to shut down the rumors. And that's kind of what keeps this thing going as it being a possibility. But man, if Schmidt and his camp came out, like Jim Benning said it, right? They're not looking to trade Nate Schmidt. He told us yeah. that at the end of the year. Yeah. But you haven't heard anything from Smith's camp, so I think you have to assume that this is a viable rumor and not just, well, like you said, a blogger's post. Well, I think not only that, but because it's being reported by Elliot Friedman, I think you have to kind of understand that this is this is real and this is happening. But I want to clarify here. What we're talking about is there's no formal trade request. Like, it's not like Nate Schmidt, if he doesn't get dealt this offseason, is going to refuse to come to camp. Like, that's not where we're at in this situation. It's just, it's sounding like, they floated the idea of, hey, if you can find something that works, we'd like a trade. That's what it sounds like to me that the Schmidt camp kind of asked for at the end of the year. And I think for the Canucks, they don't want to trade him, but I think he's one of their tradable assets with some value. He's just coming yeah. off such a tough year. So Think about what he had to do, too. He had to carry Alex Edler for most of the season. Yeah. You know, that's that's a tough task. Like, we talked about it last year, and I'm surprised we really didn't see a lot of it this past season was... Schmidt and Hughes playing together. Yeah. How much of a better mood are you in playing with Quinn Hughes than you are with Alex Edler for the season? You know, obviously Quinn Hughes found some success with, with Hamannick and that was great. But next year, if Hamannick's back, why not have him with Jack Rathbone? And, you know, that's another player who's going to be in a similar spot who needs a defensive guy to play with. Then you play Schmidt with Hughes. I still think that that's an option for them. And we're talking, you know, we've heard so much talk about, you know, if they lose Nate Schmidt, they got to bring in two more top four defensemen. But like, I'm sorry, the Canucks just aren't going to have four top four defensemen next year. They're going to have to have another makeshift defense where, you know, Jack Rathbone, a lot of people, maybe he can be top four. He doesn't need to play top four. He just needs to play with Travis Hammond. It can be effective at five on five, yeah. right? He's, that's the situation he's going to be in. You're going to have another pairing that's going to be Tyler Myers and probably Alex Edler, and that's going to play a lot of defensive minutes. That's going to start a lot of the plays in the defensive zone, a lot yeah. of the face-offs in defensive zone, kill a lot of penalties. You're just you're not going to have four top four defensemen next year, but you're going to have a defense that comes together and looks a lot like it did last year. But I'm wondering how much of a difference it looks if you have one of that pairing B, Quinn Hughes and Nate Schmidt, and then Jack Rathbone and Travis Hamannick. Yeah, I agree with you. I like you, then you play the wheels off of Schmidt and yep, Hughes. Exactly, you play the wheels exactly. off of them, and then you your your next pairing is probably going to be Edler and Myers. Yeah, for minutes at five on five. Yeah. And your third one, you know, then you really can have a good spot for Jack Rathbone to come into the league with Travis Hamannick on a third pairing. I am not reporting anything, but I get the vibe. No, no, uh, no facts, just vibes. I get the vibe that there's going to be a trade coming for the defense this offseason. Who is the Schmidt? No, 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 no. Sorry. I mean, they're going to trade for somebody. They just need to be able to move some money out, which is going to like, here's the thing, man. It's a busy offseason and it hasn't started yet. Like, I think a lot of this offseason is going to depend on what Edler wants to do and what yeah. they're going to do with Edler. Okay, well, man, Edler Edler needs to be coming back on a pretty cheap deal. And speaking of cheap deals, I don't know if you saw Brandon Sutter, what Nick Bukestad just signed for. That's what that's what they need to get I didn't Sutter. See what Two years, nine hundred thousand. That's what they need Sutter what? at. Damn. What do you mean? 
That's Buk- really good. <laughs> yeah, Bukestad's not very good. No, like, but he's that's, worse that's than a Sutter. Good deal, though. Or sorry, Sutter's worse than Bukestad. Yeah. Um, that's what the Canucks need. Like that's if they bring back Brandon Sutter, it needs to be at that number. Like it needs to be a deal that you can just bury in the AHL, right? Like that that doesn't affect them at all, right? Anything under one point two million or whatever. That doesn't affect them on the salary cap. That's what they need. 1.095. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't do numbers. Come on. I do, well, I'm an AHL guy. You know this. You are but, an AHL guy. But yeah, I think I think a lot of it's going to depend on Edler. And I think they're leaning towards Edler's going to be back. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no reason to believe why he won't be back. Yeah. And that means you're getting pretty much the same defense core as last year, except for having Jack Rathbone be in there instead of Ole Levy or Jalen Chatfield or whoever other name that you want to say, AHL tweener. I think that's what you're getting, and I don't think... Like, I know that Rathbone's going to be an improvement to what they had as their sixth defenseman, but I don't know if he makes that much of an improvement on the defense who you're going to be getting a lot of what you saw last year once again, and, and maybe something with, you know, a shift in the pairings, maybe that Hughes and Schmidt is a, is you know is, is going to be the top pairing for them moving forward, but that's a lot to ask for something that you didn't even really try last year for a lot of games. Like, I, I still can't believe that we didn't get a good run of Nate Schmidt playing with Quinn Hughes. It did did not make sense to me why we didn't see that for a good run of games. When this team was losing, when this team was winning, like it just didn't make sense to me to see that. But there was, I mean, there was chemistry, obviously, between Hamnick and Hughes, and I guess that's kind of the only reason why they wanted to keep it that way. But I think Hamnick fits a lot of similar things that you need from Jack Rathbone's partner. So I want to see that partner together too. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I definitely don't disagree. I want to shift the conversation a little bit because something yeah. that happened while you were away... I don't know if you heard this. The Abbotsford AHL team, it's sounding a lot like it's going to be the Abbotsford Canucks, but I I, I don't want to go at anybody, but it sounds like a lot of people were kind of, they read the Abbey Abbotsford news article and that Abbotsford news article talked a lot about how that was the name that's been registered. It was registered a day later. The mm-hmm. domain, the Abbey Canucks was registered uh, shortly after the Canucks relocation announcement. And people are like, oh, it's Abbotsford Canucks then. But that being said, there was like seven more I was gonna say, that were yeah. all registered. And these are the ones. These, so Abbey Canucks, AbbotsfordCanucks.com, AbbotsfordAviators.com, AbbotsfordArrows.com, AbbotsfordMillionaires.com, FraserValleyMillionaires.com, and FraserValleyCanucks.com. They were all acquired by various registrant, registrants. So I can look. They're all over the place. Like there's some in Iceland, right? And there's some that... I, I think the reason that people are some looking good at... good reporting here. Some good digging. Yeah, so I this think... This takes works to figure out this out. Well, a lot of it's from That's the Abbey awesome. News article. Right. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, that whoever wrote it. Yeah. They, they, yeah they're, sorry, I forget his name, but he's going to be he's gonna be reporting on the Abbotsford team a lot. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up after yeah. this while you talk. But what I wanted to say about it is just various, various uh, registrants, right? But I think the reason people are really clinging to the Abbotsford Canucks one is because it's registered by the same registrant who owns Canucks.com and registered Canucks.com in like, I think 1995 or something like that when, when they originally obtained Canucks.com. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the, uh, that's the scoop on the Abbotsford team. Chris, yeah. our, uh, our Abbotsford aces look like they're going by the wayside. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be aces. I think it came down to arrows, Canucks and golden Eagles. And I think it's going to end up being Canucks or arrows. I don't think it's for sure going to be, uh, Abbotsford Canucks yet but at the same time like I don't know I don't I don't really hate the name I just don't love it I feel like that's a lot of the people's opinion 
on this is that you know they don't hate it they don't love it there's some things to like about having the same name as your as your parent team and there's some some reason to to kind of be sad that they didn't want to do something a little bit different have some fun make a cool logo but that costs money i think you know and it's too bad that they didn't want to kind of invest into that and make a logo but then at the same time you put out a new logo and it's like sometimes they just don't hit right like some logos they don't work well uh they're you know, the way that they come in, a lot of people are going to just, a lot of people are going to be unhappy with whatever logo they were to create on social media. And it's, you know, I, I thought I would have liked them to take a swing though. I really would have liked to take, you know, take a swing, put out a new logo, give us something different. Uh, but it's not like it's the worst thing in the world. They're Canucks, but out of the, you know, on the list, Canucks was definitely near the bottom for me for the names that I liked. I agree. Like I didn't like the idea of them being the Canucks, but I still think Aces is the best. I think Arrows is better than Canucks. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I was hoping that they were going to do something fun and do something cool with the logo. And it hasn't been announced yet. We're going to get it on Friday. Yes, I was just about to say they're yeah. announcing it on Friday. So we'll hear on Friday. We'll have that for uh, next show, obviously, but a full breakdown of the Abbotsford AHL logo. But uh, you want to stick in Abbotsford for a little bit? Because I talked to Ryan Johnson. I thought you were going to bring up Crossberry Farms. Oh, they talked about that extensively on Donnie and Dolly. I was watching. Day. Yeah, I yeah. was watching. It's good place out there, man. I mean, I have to go try it. I have to go check it out. Good date spot. Yeah. I'll I have to go tell you on the Patreon about your dating life. and Yeah, got to go know, check it out. You got to go see it. Oh, man. Is the it waffles. Like, it, it's busy, right? On a weekend. Oh, so, yeah. Well, like, you don't want to go on a weekend. I can go on a weekday. Go on a weekday. What time is it open? 9 a.m., 7 a.m. Depends Perfect. on what you're doing because they got, I think now that they're in the summer, they got the waffles going. And the waffles, Ooh, yeah. normally, I think they only do them on the weekends in the off season. Yeah. But now that they're in season with the berries, man, you got to go try these waffles. Yeah, and there's like strawberry and raspberry syrup Ooh. on top of like a big waffle, a bunch of berries, like a ridiculous amount of berries, uh, whipped cream. And then you put that raspberry sauce on top again. Oh, it's good. They got little treats too, little drinks that are tasty. Yeah, okay. And then you go through the market. Get some jam. That's a good. That's what you need. Good mm. jam. Yeah, I do. Big it. fan of good jam. All right, Abbotsford. Ryan Johnson talked to him yesterday for about thirty-five minutes. Really good conversation with him. A lot of things to dive into. Let's start with the Sedins. What he expects from the Sedins. He basically some of the things that he mentioned to me was he talked you know about when he came into the front office role. What were some of the things that he needed to learn quickly? Because Ryan Johnson did this in twenty thirteen. He, that's when he came into the organization. He's a team consultant for two years before he was the director of player development. So he's so he's basically saying like he's so excited because he knows the way that these that the Sedins think, the way that they work. He's been around them. He's talked to them. He's played with them. He's gone on a playoff run with them. Now he's going to be the one who's going to be bringing them into the league. And he thinks that he learned a lot from Stan Smeal when he came in, just about how a front office works. And Ryan Johnson, I think, like Stan Smeal, I don't want to like say that I'm knocking anything about him, but Ryan Johnson understands the front office a lot more than a guy like Stan Smeal to me. Ryan Johnson is a smart, smart hockey mind to have in the organization. And now he's going to be the one teaching the Sedins about what a front office looks like. And he was saying that, yes, they're going to be spending a lot of time out there in Abbotsford. Obviously, this is something that's not news. But to him, like the quote was something along the lines of, you know, what else could he ask for? He always wants players and people in the organization to be set up with everything that they need to want to do their job. And he was kind of saying that if he's going to get an opportunity now to have the Sedins with him, what else could he ask for for a tool on his job? than to have two of the smartest hockey minds in the Canucks organization coming out and helping him. And I think that, you know, to hear that from Ryan and, and to hear, you know, what RJ was saying about just how how easy the things are going to be now. Like I asked him, I said straight up, my question was, 
is it going to be night and day to see roster transfers next season? And he said, absolutely night and day. Like they're going to be, if a, if Jonah Gadjevich has 12 goals in 10 games, he's going to the NHL. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be that hot at the AHL, he was saying like, he, like he'd use Jonah Gadjevich as an example. If he's playing very well at the AHL, if Jet Wu is looking like he's a physical dominant defensive player, they're going to give him a shot at the NHL. Why not? He's down the road. You can call yep. him up for a game if they're losing. Roster changes don't just need to be the ones that are on your active roster now because you can make that shift that day and get that player in that yep. night. That's going to help them with cap stuff too. We see that mm-hmm. a lot with the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Like they, they have Lawrence Gilman, obviously. Uh, you know, they have the Marlies just down the road. It's going to help a lot with stuff like that. And I think, you know, that'll be something Chris Gear focuses a lot on likely. So, yeah, that's that's another kind of aspect of all this that we're not really talking about. But, yeah, that's going to help them with, you know, different things with the cap. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to be, you can make a lot of, you can save a lot of hundred thousands yes. dollars, little little things here throughout yeah. the season to have that cap looking better. The other thing, uh, there's a couple things I want to touch on. I, and I mentioned this on the drive over here. I thought it was cool because Ryan Johnson, general manager of the AHL team for the Canucks, he's also the director of player development. And something that I asked him was like, what's the difference? Like, what is this one job or is this two jobs? And he's like, it's two jobs. Like, he's doing two jobs for the Canucks right now. Two very important jobs. And the cool thing that I liked about him being able to have these two jobs, and this is something he talked about, was so day one when you're drafted by the Vancouver Canucks, you get drafted, you're a first-round pick, you're a seventh-round pick. The first person you communicate with is going to be Ryan Johnson. He said, most of the time, specifically, you know, first round picks a little bit differently, but everyone else, the first person they talk to is Ryan Johnson. The first person they check into after their season started is Ryan Johnson. At the halfway point, it's Ryan Johnson. And then what he was saying, what he likes about it is, you know, he's got to be positive with these players when they're young, when they're 17, eight, when they're 18, 19, 20. It's a lot of things to just help them, help them, help them. Like give, give them everything they need to play their best hockey. But then what he told me was like when they get to the AHL, you know, they're not kids anymore at that point. They're pros now in North America, and he's got to be pretty hard with them. He said he's that's when, you know, because he's met these guys and built up that relationship for two or three years, normally being pretty soft and being pretty generous and being nice to these guys. But when you get there in the AHL, that's when he cracks down on it. He's like, now you got to be a pro in North America and we want to get you out of here. That's something that he told me. It was like his biggest goal that's different from the AHL GM to the director of player development. In director of player development, he wants to get them to North America. These guys like Zlodiev, Pearson. He wants to get them to North America. He wants to get them into the AHL team. But then once they're there, he wants to get them out of there. He wants to get them to the NHL. And that was his goal. And I found that really interesting because, like, he's literally trying to get people to the AHL, then trying to get them out. Those are the two different goals for him as he's moving forward with it. Worked on Yasik. Worked on a lot of players. He also <laughs> he told me a funny story about Nikolai Goldobin. And this is about traveling, right? This is the traveling thing. Nikolai Goldobin gets called up uh, to the Vancouver Canucks a couple years ago there in Utica. He gets called up to the Vancouver Canucks and... Uh, Ryan Johnson gets a call at 3.45 in the morning and it's Nikolai Goldovin and he's like laughing. He's like, he's like, hey, RJ, it's like a uh, funny thing. My car didn't come and Nikolai Goldovin, like we know, he's just like a smiley, nice yeah, guy. Yeah, nice yeah. guy. And RJ's telling me the story. He's like, he's like, so Nikolai's there. He's laughing. The Uber didn't show up at 3.45 to take him to the airport to get to Vancouver. And like, sit there and he's like, and then Nikolai calls again. He's laughing again. And then RJ's like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's like 3.45 in the morning, so they're calling different cabs, calling different Ubers, calling yeah, all these yeah. things. No one's picking Nikolai Goldobin up, <laughs> and apparently Goldie just barely made it to his, like, 6 o'clock flight, 
uh, out of the Utica airport or whatever airport they had to go to. That is amazing. And he was saying, he's like, I'm not going to miss those 345 calls because, like, you know, the Canucks would finish their game at 10. The player would be injured, you know, 10 o'clock on the Pacific time. The the injuries kind of all settled by 11. That's 2 in the morning in Utica. Yeah. So at 1130 in Vancouver time, it's 230 Utica time in the morning, and they have to get – you know, get the roster movements done if a player is going to be out for a while. So he was excited for no more uh, 345 Ubers. So that was that was a good story with RJ. That's but I got a whole bunch story. more coming in the article. I'm excited to, to just go back and listen to all the quotes again. I took notes on everything. Another big thing, he told he told me, Mikey DiPietro next year. So they're playing 68 games. Don't be surprised if Mikey DiPietro plays 50 or more games. Free Silos. He said 50 or more games for DiPietro if he doesn't get called up to the NHL. He should. He should. But he's going to get called up. He's yeah, I think to. he will. Yeah. And you know what? Very high on Silovs, too. We talked about Silovs. Because I, I, I asked him, I said, you know, that goaltender duo that you're going to have, that's that's the backbone of this team. Yeah. Like that, you know, in the past, even last couple of years, have been built by a lot of scoring at the top end. But now it's DiPietro and Silovs that are going to be winning most games for this team. And he was very excited about Silovs. He said, you know, the way that Ian Clark talks about Silovs. Yeah. Very high. Oh yeah, very high. And he's very high on Mikey. Everybody's very high on Mikey. There's going to be a good mark, a good part in the article just about Mike DiPietro and what he went through this past season. He talked a lot about Mikey, so we'll, we'll get into that for sure in the article. So that'll yeah. be fun. It was a good chat with Ryan, man. It was a good chat. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna, gonna be a good article. I'm uh, I got something up my sleeve too. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to talk too much about it, but uh, yeah, got something up my sleeve. So I'll uh, I'll save that. But yeah, well, on the other side of the break, I'll talk a little bit more. Did a little more draft research on some goalies. Uh, gonna gonna talk a little bit Same more here. I talked to uh, talked to a bunch of them. Goalies? No, not goalies. Just oh. the, the top ten prospects. Well, who cares about the top ten prospects? Yeah. People want to know which <laughs> which seventh round goalie uh, the Canucks should be taking. All so right. on the other side of the break, we'll talk about that and so much more. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on the Canucks conversation. All right. You guys all know about Parallel 49 Beer from our commercials here on the show. And now we have a new announcement. Hello, Peach Bod. That's right. It's not all about the Beach Bod this summer. It's all about the Peach Bod this summer. This one's an interesting one, folks. A sparkling peach ale. So you're getting a beer with peach flavor on it, but it's also high in carbonation. It's definitely a different one, and I highly recommend going out there and giving it a try if you're into a peach-flavored beer. And that's something, you know, I'm pretty damn into. i got to get out and try it myself pretty soon here. I will report back on the show about this. Uh, so go out there and try the Peach Bod for yourself from Parallel 49 Beer. Check them out on Instagram, at Parallel 49, as in the numbers, and then beer, that's Parallel 49 Beer. And be sure to check out their website for more information about how you can get beer through Uber Eats. That's right, through those food delivery apps. Uber Eats, you can get your delivery from Parallel 49 Beer. Be sure to check out their website, Parallel49Brewing.com. That's Parallel, the numbers 49Brewing.com. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. And one final shout out. You know, I'm just back from vacation. Spent a lot of time drinking Squish Lemonade. I had the original one, Quads, your favorite. So good. I think the only one you've tried. But yes, now that so I've had good. all four, 
The lemonade, I think that's my second best. Pineapple's number one. I found it. You got to go to the big private liquor stores to find it. The biggest mm. private liquor store in your town, that's your best bet. Squish Lemonade. Find them on Instagram as well. Squish Hard uh, hard Seltzer on Instagram. Find them there. Delicious stuff. Perfect. It was perfect. I went to a couple pool parties um, while I was on vacation. Had a lot of Squish at both of them. Gave away a lot of Squish to a lot of people and got some people drinking it. So... It was good. And somebody even rolled up to one of the pool parties with Squish. So shout out to them. Wow. Good stuff. Very nice. I, I've tried that pineapple one. The lemonade, I still think I say it to this day, the lemonade is still the best. And by the way, back to the other ad. You mentioned we got to record a new one. I've tried the Peach Bot a bunch of times, okay? It's pretty good. It's <laughs> a pretty good damn beer. I like peach beers, and, and Peach Bot's amazing. We'll get a new ad run in here soon once we remember. But that's the problem. We always forget to record a new ad. We come in here and play it, and we're like, oh, man, we got to record that new ad. Still. Yes. <laughs> we just end up not doing it. So yeah. let's let's try and do that pretty soon here, maybe yeah. this weekend. Yeah, we'll get that done for sure. But, yes, we need to jump on to the next topic, Chris. And the one that I want to talk about, Kolosov, the goalie that for some reason you're projecting to go in the fifth or sixth round. That's where I got him in the draft. Dude, he's not going fifth or sixth I round. Him. I have talked to multiple scouts, okay, they are projecting third round, maybe second. Like that's like that's like writing Blomquist, Joel Blomquist, our hero, as a sixth round pick last year. Like it's not going to happen. All I did was that little that website, and, and he was there, and I said, "Perfect, whatever. I'll take him in the sixth. He's not going that like that website, whatever it is, it needs to get updated because he's not <laughs> he's not going that late. Like if he if he if if any team gets him in the sixth, that's the best deal of the draft because Kolosov is a very very good goalie. Well, like, I had a good little mock draft then myself. Yeah, yeah, great mock. Draft. A good one. He's not going to be there, man. He's not going to be there. All right, well, t- well, tell me about some goalies that the Canucks could get then late. Kolosov, Kolosov, they what? should take Kolosov in the third round. If Kolosov's there in the third round, I don't yeah. think they should use their second. I'm saying very firmly, they should use their first and second to draft. Not have skaters. a third round pick this year. Two fours. Oh, you're right. They don't. So they're not getting him. Yeah, they're not getting him because they can't. So who are they getting in the fourth or the fifth? Okay, they're probably, in the I bet fourth. they're taking one with one of those because it's one fourth and then three picks later. I think another fourth or maybe even two, something like that. So yeah, that's that's when they're they picking a goalie. Third man, how do you not have a third round pick? What did they trade? Oh, Schmidt. Schmidt. No, it's not Schmidt. No, they traded a 2022 for Schmidt. This is great radio. As I look up which draft picks the Canucks have this year. No, Schmidt to... was a 2022. Yeah, I thought it was a year. They have all their well. picks this year, don't they? Um, I don't think that they... I think they have an extra pick. Uh, an extra sixth round pick? Was Jordy Ben traded for a sixth? They have yeah, an extra sixth. but they, don't, they... they still have a third, don't they? I don't think so. I think it's two fours. What the heck? Okay, quickly checking this. I could, I could be wrong here, though. This is... Uh... You are wrong. They do have a third. They don't have a fourth. They have two fifths, two sixths. They do have a third. Back to what I was saying. Who's third? Their own third? Huh? Yes, they're on third. Weird. They traded their fourth for Tyler Toffoli. Ah, uh, so they have no fourth. It's a little kick in the pants. Two fifths, that's what it is. Yeah, I right, think it was sense. Tyler Toffoli. Right, I'm just sense. guessing. What was I think? I knew that. Yeah, I'm just guessing that it was uh, from Toffoli. But, mm. um, yes, they have the fifth from Chicago, the sixth from Jordy Ben. Wow, that was a tough, tough two minutes for us of radio, but uh, that was a minute. So yeah, we're okay. They do. Uh, they do have a third. They don't have a fourth. So yes, Kolosov can be drafted by the Canucks in the third round. He should be drafted. If you're walking away with two position players in the first round, first and second round. Okay. You walk away from this draft with you're getting uh, a forward in the first round. You're getting, yeah. unless you get Brant Clark. Yeah. And, and you're then, getting defensemen in the second, whichever. Round. Yeah. Whichever you don't take in the first you take in the second, right? Like that. That's what I think we agree on here. 
But then you don't need a third. You don't need to spend a third no, round pick on a goalie. Exactly. No, you do. You no, need you a don't. goalie. You need Kolasov. No, if Kolasov's there, you take him. You but, have Di Pietro. You have Demko. You have Silovs. I get it. I get it. And I, I, I do really like. You Kostenbo. need everybody else. You need every okay, other position. Okay. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But you can never have too many good goalies. A lot right. of these guys. Look, I like Di Pietro more than anybody. I like Silovs more than anybody. But man. Goalies are goalies are still a little bit voodoo. Like you don't know how these guys are all going to turn out. But but the, but the position players that you're drafting in the third round are very different from the position players that you're drafting yes, in the sixth round. I agree. And I don't think goalies are that much different. Yes. Okay. Okay. I agree. With you you got to use that high draft capital to get position players because if you're looking at pulling another Arthur Silos, like everybody listening to this, listen, like wrap your head around this. Silos was taken in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. He turned. Bro, when he was like 19 or 20, he got married when he was 18. It means he's going to be set up for success for sure. But him and pods, him and pods, man, married when they're young. I love it. But this is, this is the thing. Like that's a six round pick. We just don't have any six round picks that were forwards in that draft that turned out into North American players. Like that, that came over and they're playing in the AHL. Like, no, that, that didn't happen. Lucas Yashik. Lucas Yashik. Where's he? You know, it's not, not in the AHL, not in the AHL, but you know what I'm saying? Right? Like that's, that's a good find by Ian Clark. And you have the right guy at the helm to to go and not take Kolosov and take someone later. And I've already said Koskenvo is a guy I really like, or Koskenuvo. I, I don't know how they say his name. Um, Finnish goaltender. You better start figuring this out. You can bring this name up all the time. Yeah. I think it's it's Aku Koskenvo. His first name is Aku? Aku. That's tight. That's that's a pretty sick name. That Aku cool. Koskenvo. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a guy that's going to be available in the sixth, seventh round. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you don't spend a top 100 pick on a goalie. Okay. I agree. In this, I agree. I agree. I just really like Kolosov. I think Kolosov's a really solid. And if Ian Clark is a thousand percent sold on him being better than Mikey DiPietro. Sure. He's not. Go get Kolosov. But to me, that's not, you know, this team needs so many other things. Kolosov's very athletic though. That's the only thing. DiPietro is as well. But Kolosov reminds me a lot of Vasilevsky, mm-hmm. just like Silovs does. Silovs reminds me a lot of Vasilevsky. It's high praise. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, to me, like, I wouldn't touch... I wouldn't go until the fifth or sixth round to get a goalie. Mm. You got multiple picks in those rounds. Go that direction with it. Get yourself a goalie that you like late. Let Ian Clark really get into his, you know, diving into his scouting side of what he's doing for his job now, because obviously it's a different role, even though he's doing a lot of the exact same things. But... To me, this team needs, I think you need to go best player available, and then you need to go defenseman, defenseman. Yeah. You know, unless you can, unless the center, if there's a good center that you like in the third round or the second round that's falling, and that's the thing, like, this draft is going to have so many guys who, according to one side, it's falling, according to the other side, it's being picked too early. Like, a lot of these scouting sites are so different. The one that you kind of have to work off of is Bob McKenzie's because he's talking to so many scouts yeah. and really putting together a list, you know, from their list that they're giving him. So that's kind of the one that I've been going off of is Bob McKenzie's or the, or the other one at elite prospects where they put together all of them. That one's a good one too, but you need ringside for that, which, uh, which I got by the way, EP ringside. It's nice. I like that. It helps a lot with the scouting. Um, but yeah, even like that's something that you and I got to do. We got a trial for a, uh, a pretty cool little hockey um, I don't even know what to call it. Website, sort of new, sort of analytic way of watching videos, mm-hmm. and yeah. we've been on that hard the last two weeks, getting a lot. That's what you know. I said I spent a lot of time watching sports. I spent a lot of time, you know, going to bed and just looking at that. Watch how was like on that app. How nice is it watching it on the app oh. on your phone? 
goalies is just so easy by to shift by goalies. shift. Yeah, goalies you watch save yeah. by save by save. We watched a lot of hockey in the past two weeks. We have a meeting actually, by the way. I'll let you know about that after the podcast with them. Um, but I mean, like, there's a lot of players that I got to see a lot of eyes on for this draft, and there's a lot of guys that are going to be there for the Canucks at 41, or even for them, what would it be at 73? I guess for their next pick sure. in the third round, and you know, like. You, to me, you gotta just get the best player available at all three. Yeah. But you gotta get a defenseman, I think, at one of them. One of those three has to be a defenseman. Yeah. I, I think you're not even in that you're not even in the wrong that much if all three are defensemen. Really? If you can get Brant Clark, Scotty Morrow, and then I forget the Hempelinen, the the yeah, yeah. the right shot finish guy. Yeah. Or Kepelinen, maybe, for whatever his name is. Or no, Hemosala. That's who I want. Hemosalmi. Oh, okay. Anyways, anyway, uh, these there's so Five many names, names I'm trying. Yeah. I've been watching so much last little bit, but watch like you know if you get even if you get three defensemen, like and that's what you're gonna boost into your into your you know prospect pool. Three right shot defensemen. Heck, mm-hmm. you know, there's no problem with that for the One Canucks. Where they're at right now. That's kind of the mentality. Yeah, I think you want to lean towards center or defenseman, but you know if if they don't pick a winger in this draft, that wouldn't hurt this Canucks team at all. You know, you got some you got some wingers with some potential. Aiden McDonough's exciting. You know, Vasily Pod Colson's obviously coming in. It wouldn't hurt to just go out and get those positions if it's there. But also that first that first round pick, you know, I I think I, the way that I've been feeling the vibe just of lately, I'm getting the vibe it's Dylan Gunther that the Canucks hmm. are going to pick. I think he's going to slide out. I think people are really hyped about Kent Johnson's offensive ability. I think Edvinson's got some people who love him. I think Brant Clark is a right shot. Dave's best in draft. He's going to go in the top seven. Some and people to are me, even go second overall. Man. I know. Well, he's a good player, man. Brant yeah. Clark's a strong player. But to yeah. me, that the way that things are shaped down, and then if you throw the goalie in there, I think Dylan Gunther might get to the Canucks at nine, which is a very good pick for the Vancouver Canucks. My pick? I actually wrote about this for Wings Nation. I should probably plug it on Twitter, but... I wrote extensively about Jesper Wallstead. Man, he's Detroit so or good. San Jose. Detroit very like Detroit should take him. Detroit but, needs him so bad. But They're if like, Detroit gets William Eklund, mm, you know, they got that Swedish connection yeah, there with Lucas yeah. Raymond now yeah. as well. So I think that I don't think they pass on Eklund. But I see San I Jose taking Some people said Eklund's gonna go first overall. Yeah, a while. like this draft is so there's so like well, we, Buffalo hasn't talked to Owen Power yet. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah. That was a really interesting tidbit to come from those interviews that we did with uh, the draft-eligible prospects. Yeah, but he did say, like, I tweeted out, the way that I tweeted out was pretty uh, pretty, pretty shady for me. Because right after really? that, he was like, but I'm having a conversation with them on Thursday. Oh. <laughs> but but still, like, I, I, I like, he's th- how have you not talked to the number one draft prospect yet? Maybe they if don't look at him as number one. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe Eklund is the guy. Have, uh, did any of the prospects say Buffalo's talked to me yep. a lot? Lots of them did. Hmm. Edvinson did. Um, I can't remember. A lot of them said Buffalo's talked. Edvinson, to that's another guy. A lot of them really talked like. to Seattle. Seattle, honestly, from hearing, because a lot of people asked, I was on the media call. I obviously had to ask for Vancouver. A lot of people were asking for Columbus. Uh, Columbus had talked to a lot. Seattle had talked to a lot. And the Canucks have talked to a lot. Hmm. Everywhere else, like names, uh, oh, we haven't talked to them yet. So, like, you know, props to the Canucks. They're going out and they're talking to a lot of different guys and getting yep. their read on him. Dylan Gunther loved his conversation with the Canucks front office. He said he would be, he would love to play in Vancouver, stay in the West Coast. He's a WHL guy, really well played, really well at the U18s. I watched every single shift of his uh, on that app that we were using, and and just watching him 
you know, he can skate, he can shoot. Lots of like about him. Decent size winger. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see – I I think Gunther is the guy for me now. I, I think that a lot of people are thinking Kent Johnson's there. He's going to be one at nine. I got a feeling Johnson's going to go in the top six or seven just because of what people see as his high-end potential. Mm. Right? And there's a lot of high-end potential there. But – Gunther's got a really high floor too, you know, and it's weird because the Canucks have gone both directions with that in their past few drafts. Like Elias Pettersson, very high ceiling floor. Wasn't as, as high as some of the players that already looked like they were close to NHL ready. Vasily Pod Colson, complete opposite, super high floor, not as high of a ceiling. And I'll, I'm curious to see where they go with this next one, because you could take a shot at someone who, you know, has that, that big boom opportunity, like we've seen from Elias Pettersson, or you go with the guy who's probably just going to be a sturdy NHLer, like you saw with the silly pod goals. And they, they're going to have that option. I think of this draft, especially if the goalie goes, that's going to be the big thing is like, if you get a situation where like, remember when Moritz Sider went so yep. high, if you get that and you get a goal, like if one guy in the top kind of, we have our, we have an, our, like an idea of the nine players that are going in this draft. Like one guy sneaks into that and the goalie gets taken, the Canucks are going to have some real options to yeah. who they want to pick. And it wouldn't shock me to see that at all. No, uh, not at all. Especially in a year like this where the OHL didn't even play. Like there's a lot of discrepancies in this draft class. And it, it's interesting to watch. Like it's interesting to watch new information kind of come out every week. It's like, oh, this team really likes this guy. And, you know, not to, not to plug too much, but man, DFO, Daily Faceoff, owned by. Our parent company, the Nation Network, just added Frank Saravalli. He's got a lot of good stuff on the site, and he's going to have a lot of good draft content coming up. Yeah, I'm uh, on the team at DFO, just uh, helping out there. So, uh, and Saravalli's going to be around this podcast one of these days. Here yes, he soon. is coming on the podcast. That'll be fun to chat days. with him. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to talk to him. But yeah, lots of new information coming out about the draft. Check out Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli. He's uh, he's on there now. That was, was a big that. get. That was a big get. I was really happy. To nice see little that. announcement video they had. It put was. Up too. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I was a uh, downtown Jay friend of the show. Yep. Downtown Jay. Uh, come on the show. Um, yeah, he was he was pretty excited about that announcement video, as Absolutely. was I. It was great. It was, it was great well put to see. Together. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's been nice to get back to, to podcasting here. I don't. Was there any other topics that we didn't really hit on? Very quietly it happened. And it was actually Young Judd that kind of pointed it out. Yeah, well, I've seen YJ's updates. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got... He ain't 14 yeah, anymore when he was on the funny. show here. I'll tell you, he yeah. ain't 14 anymore. He's yeah. turned into a little something. Yeah, exactly. Good so, very, very quietly, the Canucks changed Todd Harvey's uh, team staff information on the website to director of amateur scouting. Uh, the position that was once filled by Judd Brackett, uh, no longer filled by and, Judd Brackett. And I forget the name that was let go that a lot of people believe were the last Jonathan part Bates. of... Jonathan Bates. last part yeah. of Judd Brackett's... Um, last Brackett sort of loyalist. That area guy, yeah. Yeah, loyalist. 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 Yeah. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Right. Well, what um, yeah, so he'll, he'll show up in Minnesota next year. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very, very quiet news on that front, but, uh, but yeah... Todd Harvey, new director of amateur scouting. He he ran that last draft. Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, it's it's not Judd Brackett, but Todd Harvey is a fine replacement. Exactly. And now it's hard to, to um, it's hard to criticize too much because they didn't have a first or second round pick, but that is looking like a bad draft class. Oh, like, yeah. A lot absolutely. of people don't like Yanni Yermo as much as they once did. No. Um, Yanni Irmo is not even my favorite from that draft. I, Victor Pearson, we made it, we've made it very yeah. clear. Like it, it, it's Evan crazy. Yes, yeah, Lodi Evan Pearson. It's crazy that the guys taken in the fifth and seventh round are looking like the only players that sixth have a chance seventh. of sixth and seventh. Yeah, looking like the only players that have a chance of sticking 
uh, in the league. Now, if they selected a goalie, different story. But uh, yeah, Victor Pearson, he's coming over. He has to. He has to basically dominate the WHL as an overage. He's on the right team. That's the Listen, that's the champions of the BC division there. Yeah, to be considered. Like I guess we should, by the way, we should call this a prospects report. We've been diving in on Yeah, it. prospects report. Um, no poll question this week either. No poll question. Um, we're rusty. Yeah, we're a little rusty. Uh, for, for Victor Pearson to be considered a top prospect and kind of how, you know, we're, we're singing his praises right now, he has to dominate the WHL. Like, he can't just come in Man. and be like a second, third pair defenseman and then us be like, oh, maybe he can make it to the NHL. Like, no, he has to come in. He has to dominate just like he did in that third tier junior Swedish league where he's like, yeah, like nobody's really good in this league. <laughs> yeah, he said he was, he told me he was too good for that league. Um, Which is great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome confidence. And now he needs to come be too good for the dub. I think he is going to. I really think Victor Parson is going to come in and get into the North American game and it's going to fit so well with the way he plays. Yeah. He's offensive. He's physical. He can pass a puck. He can skate. We're going to see some. He's going to be a gift machine next year. And Kamloops, the people that I've already talked to in the in the front office at Kamloops, they're very excited for him, for him to join their group. I, the people that I talked to wouldn't tell me if he was going to be their first pairing guy, but he's going to be used a lot. You know, like this isn't going to be one of those situations where it's like, oh, I wonder how he's going to fit in North American hockey. We'll, we'll have him as like the six, seven guy. Like, no. Like, Parrison's coming in to play a big role for the Kamloops Blazers, yeah. coming off of a BC championship, best team in BC. He's going to play with Logan Stankoven, who, you know, he's short king. And if he sneaks out of the first round, Canucks got to trade up for him. Yeah. Canucks got to trade up from 41 to get Stankoven. If he's if he slides through the first round, go get that kid. Go get Stankoven if you can from 41. Any chance he's there at 41? He's not there at 41, but he's there. He could be there 27 to 35. Left shot defenseman? Stankoven, no, forward. Oh, yeah, really? Winger mostly. Ah, yeah. Logan gotcha. Stankoven, five foot eight, little 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 rock star man. Shows you how much uh, draft prep I've done on people well, that I mean, aren't yeah. goalies. <laughs> I've done. That's the thing. Like I have just crushed the potential second round picks I've for the Canucks. I completely left that for you. I'm, yeah, I I've like. I'm learning about these guys as I'm reading about them now. The which I'm excited to do now is get back into some video and start to do you know fourth to seventh round guys. You know, you don't have to. That's the thing that I find. I'll about give you the goalies, guys. I'll yeah, you, you got goalies. goalies. That's, I don't want to even see any of that. But like, I like that. You know, when you watch these guys in the fourth seventh round, you're really taking a swing on just like a high end potential. So you see some of these guys, and you see you watch some of their better games, you watch some of their worst games in the year, and then you know you see a couple things in those good games where you're like, wow, there there might be something here. And you got to watch obviously a lot more than just one or two games to know what you're talking about. But that's what I like about the late round picks is just seeing. One or two skills that sticks out. One or two skills that's probably a first or second round level if he was to have all of his skills at that level. But if they just have one or two, you know, one or two skills, be able to skate, be able to shoot, do something. You know, Klimovich is, isn't a good example out of Belarus there. Like, man, that guy could shoot. But, you know, he's probably going to end up being a third round pick. And, and that's another one I like for the Canucks if they get him to the third round pick. Or, you know, lots of options, lots of options. But that's uh, going to be fun. It's draft season, man. And, you know, we haven't even touched on it because it's. I think we were just stoked to come back and talk Canucks, but Stanley Cup Finals might be uh, might be over tonight. I think it's over tonight, Game Five. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Montreal gets out of this one in Tampa. Hurricane season. I think they're winning tonight. Montreal in six. What the? F- <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just reminding people that I called Montreal in yeah, six. Yeah, you did against you Vegas. Did. Just just a little reminder. I was thinking of tweeting out uh, Tampa Bay in five like the other day, <laughs> like after <laughs> Montreal won. I was like, oh, they're probably just going to win it in five. Are you? Where are you at on this series? Because we'll close over this. Like, I want it to be over. 
I've had a baseball game Montreal every night. Oh, every really? night that they've played, I've had a baseball game. Ooh, that's so I haven't watched it just, like, it any of the finals. It just felt like Montreal even has a chance. It's just like I just want it to be over for them. I don't. I don't. I just want to get moving into the offseason, get to the buyout period. As I don't my, think they're doing as my nonno says. Gary Price deserves a cup. Yeah, he, he I, does. I agree with him. Oh, like I would love. I would way rather Montreal win, but they just. Man, that's a really good team over there. It is. That's such they're, a good team in really, Tampa. Really well, yeah. yeah. Gary what are you Price, do? man. Gary Price. He's Gary Price. Win. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good time to close it out. Sure. <laughs> unless, <laughs> you right. wanna, unless you want to say Gary Price one more time. Gary Price. We gotta we gotta have him on the show. Get him, get him on the show. Gary Price. No, my no no. Oh yeah. To talk yeah, about yeah. Gary Price. That's a Patreon. Let's yeah. do that's shout a the Patreon, Patreon one yes. more time before yeah. we go. I'll, I'll let you close out. This is the last yeah. time I cut you off. But Patreon, if you want to join the Patreon, if you've been on the fence about it, this. July is the month to do it, Quads. We're already seven days in. It was the first episode. We got to pick it up. Uh, but if you want to join the Patreon, we're going to do weekly episodes all throughout the summer. All, you know, moving into next season as well. We'll see how many we do. But, you know, it's going to be month. Every single month, you're going to get, you know, four to five Patreon episodes. We're going to try and do some other fun stuff on there as well. Perhaps we'll be doing the meatball cook-off or something like that. The home run derby. Home run derby. That's going to be fun. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to join the Patreon, we're going to do a giveaway this month for everyone who joins in July. We already do giveaways for the people that have been on for a while. We give away a lot of stuff to them. Uh, but we're going to do a big giveaway for new Patreon subscribers this month. If you join the Patreon this month, the 5 or $10 tier, you're going to get all the content, all of the Patreon episodes, Favor and quads shoot the bleep where we, we don't talk a lot of hockey. We did a little bit today. A little bit. But I told the story about getting punched in the face on the Patreon. <laughs> if you want to go check that out, my last night in Nanaimo, that's a nice way to say goodbye to Nanaimo. I get punched in the face. Uh, we'll tell that story on there, uh, some other stuff that we talked about, how quads got sunburnt. We're all the exciting stuff, you know, all the great stuff. But if you join, uh, like I said, we'll be entered into a draw, 5 and $10 people. One of them, one of our new subscribers. We already have one new Patreon subscriber this week, Sterling Wilson. Shout out. Shout out to him. He's got a good good setup right now for him. He's the only entrance, so he could be walking away with the prize pack. But if you want to get in on the prize pack, patreon.com slash Canucks combo. Come on by, and uh, and we appreciate the support because gas is getting damn expensive, and Quads and I live about an hour away from each other, so <laughs> I need some gas money, please. Absolutely. Okay, Chris, this was a lot of fun. We'll be back on Friday with the team name of the Abbotsford team. We'll have that Saturday. too. Yes, the episode will be out on Saturday. You're rusty, man. We'll be back on Friday to record. It'll be out on Saturday. They know how it works. You're they rusty. Know how that's the problem. Even I, your very start, your Zephyr Epic, you were slurring some words. What? Yeah, a couple no, of what them. did I slur? Just, it wasn't crisp. It wasn't really? crisp like your normal. I thought word. I crushed that. Whatever. Anyway, for Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. My feelings are a little bit hurt. Thank you so much for listening to the Canucks Conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? <laughs>